morning and welcome to Live Dharma Sunday for May 28th, 2017, Memorial Day weekend. Koyo Kobosa here, so very, very glad you joined us. Well, <sighs> Memorial Day, traditionally national holiday to pay respect to People who have served in the armed armed services paid the ultimate sacrifice for our liberty and freedom in our democratic country and so forth. It's a patriotic time and to fly our flags and so forth. Well, what do you think about Memorial Day? What about conscientious objectors? I remember when we were living in Iowa, we became familiar with the Amish and the lay, the more liberal uh, Mennonites. Um, I think the Mennonites, uh, they were conscientious objectors and they applied and got that status for their religion and they were able to... um, work in hospitals or non-combat types of situations for to fulfill their service. You know, I don't know the exact history in terms of the dates of when the uh, draft was first started. Uh, when I was a young man, when everyone turns 18, you have to go down to the Selective Service office and register. And if there was a need... Uh, you were drafted for two years. Um, now, of course, that law was changed, and and they have a volunteer army. That certain draft time. There was a, a time when we were issued lottery numbers, like, and that was the then these. Numbers were randomly picked, and if your number was high on the list, you know, you were more likely to be drafted. Um, Pacifists, what about draft resistors? They have their certain values, and, you know, this is a very politicalized issue, I think. Um, Some people... uh, especially maybe mothers who said, hey, you're not necessarily, what is the definition of patriotism? Um, I don't want my sons to be drafted and go underground to Canada or something. (laughs) All these kinds of things. It reminds me of when... um, Japanese Americans uh, on the West Coast were interned during World War II, and the National um, Japanese American Citizens League they endorsed that endorsed it in the sense that they said, "Well, we have to show we're loyal Americans, and we will go along with this and not protest it." And 
um, some Chinese Americans did protest it. They said, hey, this is unconstitutional. We're born here. We're American citizens. There's hasn't been one case of espionage or treason among the Japanese American population. This is not right where you're involuntarily incarcerated. And um, we protest. And some of them have to go to jail. You know. And when these internees and protesters later on, after the war was over, um, and they got together in you know community meetings or something. Boy, there was a lot of heat there. Um, the political nature of war and pacifism. Boy, oh boy, I tell you, um, Buddhist teachings. I think uh, I remember there was a Hindu lady at an interfaith function. And she was talking about person, place, and time. Whenever you consider different opinions, values, and you want to clarify someone's values or your own values, and what is ethical, what, you know, uh, she said the Hindu notion was person, place, and time. It depends. So I always remembered that. I thought, you know, in fact, I made it an acronym, PPT person, place, and time. That you cannot judge on things to certain, well, person, depends on the person, who they are, how they're raised, what the person, place, what is the situation? Maybe for certain subcultures, maybe for certain Countries, maybe for certain, you know, ethnic groups. T P T T for time, meaning what was considered social moray at one point in time, some decades later, might be completely reversed. The role of gender, the role of patient for couples, uh, you know, things change over time, and even within a given cross-section of time, depends on the person, who they are, what made them that way, and it depends on the particular place or situation. Uh, we, we humans have a tendency to see things in black and white and, <laughs> and consider our own relative views as absolute and true should oh we might be racked with guilt over oh I should be like this or hold these things or we might criticize others oh that's not right they should be like this I always remember my father used to say hey no shoulds in Buddhism Um, well well these are just some random thoughts I had on this topic. Okay. Um, let's hear from today's guest to give us a Dharma glimpse, Michael Saiyo, uh, S-A-I-Y-O. This, uh, he's, uh was part of the LM8, Lay Minister 8 group, and he's a professional gardener, 
um, and his niche, I guess, and why he went through the program and everything is to show the Dharma teachings in nature. And in fact, I, I think he has a um, seminar presentation series of classes that he gives through the um, Daily Ohm, which is a email uh, service, and he offers uh, you know, retreats um, about Dharma gardening, <laughs> and that's surely a big, a big area for all of us. Huh? Nature is such a great teacher. I understand. Um, Michael Sayo, usually we don't say the person's last name just as a matter of policy because most of them don't mind. But some might say, well, I, I don't want you know, protect my privacy because Live Dharma Sunday is not, not restricted or anything. It's open to the whole web and but I think the title of his talk, as I understand it, is My Last Name. So I think he's going to talk about his last name, Saint. Michael Saint. Let's hear from Michael Saint. Hello, everyone. My name is Michael Saint. The title of my Dharma glimpse is What's in a Last Name? Yes, that really is my real name, and to give more meaning to the name, I was born on All Saints Day at St. Joseph's Hospital, and my given Buddhist name is Michael Sayo Saint. My Dharma glimpse for today is inspired by something Reverend Koyo stated last year about my last name, Saint. He stated that he thought that was a name that would be hard to live up to, and it got me to thinking that this would make a great Dharma glimpse on the importance of our family roots and living up to our own expectations as Buddhists. Buddhists. Duh. Okay, where are we? So, what does the last name saint mean? There are varied definitions of what the name saint means. One states that a saint is one who has been recognized for having an exceptional degree of holiness, sanctity, and virtue. Well, that would be a rough one to live by, and believe me, I'm sure there's many times I haven't done that. Another definition is a person with positive qualities. Another defines a saint as a person of exceptional holiness to hold sacred, one having no equal. Yes, Reverend Coyo was correct. It is a name that is a reminder of how we all should live. The Buddha was a saint or as the Buddhists would call him, a bodhisattva. I have been trying, uh, I have been working on a project uh, entitled 365 Days of Quotes from the Buddha and trying to pick the appropriate photos and accompanying quotes has been a challenge as some of the earliest forms were in Sanskrit, others were in Pali and Vedic. So there are many interpretations and trying to stay mindful and pick the right quotes that would apply to the general public is a tremendous task. And as I read and study the Buddha's Dhammapada, the Buddha's path of wisdom, I find that there can be many interpretations, but the basic premise is the same throughout the centuries. Live each day as if it is your last, mindfully 
and respect for all living creatures. I found a website on the internet where children were allowed to ask questions on Buddhism. One of the questions asked was, what is the hardest thing about being a Buddhist? I guess you could say the same thing for being a saint. Well, there was this young lady that was a Buddhist lay minister, and she answered it, and I really thought it was very uh, brilliant, her answer. She says, I have a problem with this question because it implies that you have got to do things, and for that reason, it makes life hard. But of course, Buddhists don't have to do anything. But there are guidelines, suggestions on how to live a life that will have the best kind of consequences that will be enjoyable for you and for other people. She states that she thinks the question should be, what is the best thing about me? And as a Buddhist, I care about the consequences of my actions and how they affect other people and things. As a Buddhist, it creates an awareness on how your actions affect people all over the world. I would like to add that our choices affect every living thing all over the world. So as this young lady stated, it's not a matter of Buddhism being a hard choice. It's a matter of Buddhism being a choice of living each day mindfully and thinking how your choices affect every living thing. I think that the last name Saint has always been a reminder of the same principles that the Buddha laid out with the Eightfold Path to Happiness. Not necessarily an easy thing to do, but it's something that reminds me of how important my namesake is. Now I'm going to quote from the book, The Center Within, which Reverend Gilmay Kubosi uh, wrote, and he states that the Buddha's teaching was to look into one's life instead of looking outward at the world of others. When one looks within, one becomes humbler and more kind. And I thought that was a great quote in that book. And last but not least, I'm going to quote a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. He stated, I am not a saint unless you think of a saint as a sinner who keeps on trying. I thought that was a, an interesting quote. And I'm going to also end this with, as Reverend Coyo would say, keep going. Thank you, everyone, for sharing this time with me. Gasso. Wow. Thank you very much. You know, <laughs> it's funny. I heard the title of his talk about talking about his last name. I thought it was going to be a completely different talk because when I mentioned, when I, one time I was talking to him before anything that he talked about today uh, as a topic, but he said, I said, oh, Saint, gee, that's kind of an interesting name. And he goes, oh, I hate, when I was growing up, I hated that name. You know, because children tease one another and they're not thinking about, you know, uh, saintly values. They just think, oh, when those saints come marching in, and you know, with kind of like sarcasm in their in their voice, and and uh, peer pressure is so strong among young young children. Um, what, you know. <laughs> There's a Johnny Cash's song, A Boy Named Sue, and uh, 
well, maybe uh, it's what gave gives one helps to give one uh, some character when they have a name that challenges them in certain ways. I know that psychological studies say, well, if you want a well-adjusted child, you give them just a simple, popular name. You know, something like that. Well, I don't know what well-adjusted means for some place in time. <laughs> but what you have trouble with as a young person growing up might provide the fertilizer for um, virtuous development later on as an adult, place and time. So I I really like that follow-up that was shown in this Dharma glimpse, uh, how to live, live up to things. And in this case, you know, one's family roots, one's name, and because anything could be a Dharma teaching. Um, and indeed, indeed, uh, the quotes that he made were, were tremendous quotes, I thought. You, know, you examine yourself. To, to looking within self-introspection and, and inner, inner reflection and introspection is the Buddhist modus operandi. Huh? Our, it's difficult because our eyes point outward and our sensory system and, you know, paying attention, we think of the environment, the external environment, you know, to be on guard against physical dangers and all this and our eyes point outward. <laughs> That's why they talk about the inner eye of wisdom, the third, so-called third eye. This is a teaching, a message. And the whole, from the East, the Eastern philosophy and religion, the main message is, hey, we have met the enemy. He is us, as the comic strip Pogo was famous for. You have to look within. And when we do sincerely do that, come humbler and more kind. Oh, yeah, geez, wow. And then a quote from Emerson. The saint means, you know, no matter what you are, you got to keep trying. you got to keep going. you got to... <laughs> That's right. You don't arrive. And that ties in with big Buddhist message of, hey, don't, don't make a conclusion. Like, oh, I'm kind. I'm humble. I mean, that's a paradoxical statement. And you see someone bragging, I'm humble. <laughs> you know, you never become or get a teaching. You have you constantly get humbler and humbler, kinder and kinder. Okay? And you might see your, and that's others' opinion about you. Your internal is, oh, my ego is so big. I, I'm so unaware of, and I hurt others without knowing it. I should be more aware. That's the inner reality, psychological dynamics of a saint. And that one is concerned about that and does something about it. So that's good to keep in mind. Others see Mother Teresa as a saint. 
But you ask Mother Teresa herself what, how she thinks about things and about herself. Because I'm the most evil person around. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Whoa-ho-ho! That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, indeed, keep going. And you have a beautiful day. Thank you.